So a couple of weeks ago, I uh, flew to Germany uh, to see not only uh, the, uh, the what's, what's in store for the Sprinter cargo van uh, in the next few years, uh, something that we can talk about only in uh, January or February, I think the embargo lifts. Uh, but we, uh, we were uh, fortunate enough to drive the uh, Mercedes-Benz EQB uh, SUV, which is the uh, electric uh, version of the GLB, which is the, uh, the, uh, the compact SUV, at, one of the compact SUVs on Mercedes-Benz. Um, the EQB, uh, we got a chance to drive it uh, last year uh, during the pandemic, but now they are on the road officially available at mm-hmm. dealerships. Uh, EQB is uh, a compact that has the, 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 mo- the most predominant feature on it is that it offers what we could call a third row uh, for children. Uh, let's mention <laughs> yeah. it, not not for or, or you know very 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 small individuals. Because the if you look at the GLB and EQB, they share the exact same platform. By the way, uh, it's uh, adapted for electric uh, powertrain, but um, it still offers that third row option, and it kind of opens up to smaller f- or uh, medium families to be able to to uh, to offer seven. Uh, uh, seats, uh, not for too long, hopefully, because it's really cramped back there. Um, however, it is an interesting proposition in the market. It is uh, powered by uh, twin uh, electric motors, offers range uh, that's not super interesting. It's 365 kilometers of total range. It sounds very much like the Volvo C40. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, exactly. In terms of size and in terms of, uh, except for the fact that it has three rows. But, that's the know, only thing that yeah, kind of exactly. differs it. But yeah. it's, it's, I find that it's a, it's a good commuter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, if, if you look, look at it from a range standpoint, but 365 would be considered as in, in the low, yeah. you know, in the, in, in the lower side of the spectrum. Um, typical, uh, Mercedes driving, very comfortable, not, um, you know, like, a, a good driving dynamics, but nothing very, very, uh, uh, impressive or that's gonna, you know, rock you out of your chair. 288 uh, horsepower and, uh, 300, and something foot pounds of torque, so it's it's you know it's in the it's in the, the ballpark there uh, in terms of uh, in the luxury market in in the segment uh, three hundred eighty five foot pounds of torque. Sorry, uh, so it's it, you know it's an interesting proposition. It's it's uh, it's got the formatic system now in Canada. It's going to come later in a front wheel drive. Uh, version mm-hmm. only in the next years, and that one hopefully it's going to have a little bit more range. We don't know exactly uh, from from an EPA standpoint. And how much do they want for that? Seventy five thousand dollars. Wow, <laughs> starting price for <laughs> <laughs> for the thirty five uh, the three fifty four Matic. Uh, so it's you know interesting proposition. I was saying earlier, and you know not, not considering the price, but everything is so expensive now. And if you're looking for yeah, but you I mean you still yeah at that price you don't even qualify for any incentive. Any incentive. All, that's know. It. Just it. like the GV60, same, yeah. the GV60, same thing. Exactly. But, yeah. it, you know, it's it's uh, it's it, it kind of touches a few segments. Inside, it's typical Mercedes. You don't get the the hyper screen, obviously, mm-hmm. that you'll find on the EQS and EQE yeah, exactly. uh, SUVs. But you get uh, you know decent infotainment system, uh, a very uh, nice finish. Enough room if you're only five, if you're seven, it's okay, it'll work, but it's, uh, it's, it's a little cramped back there. And what I like about it too is that it's, it, you know, not unlike the EQE and EQS SUV, it, it looks much like a GLB. 
You know, yeah, so yeah. it it, it kind of you know the, you'll you'll see in the front uh, the grill is absent or the lack of yeah, grill yeah. is 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 what the, the most predominant. But if you look at the EQS SUV or the EQS for that matter, in terms of design, they stray apart from from you know the S class because of the aerodynamics, because of everything they put in them. And I find that the the, the fact that you can get a GLB electric that looks that kind of looks like a GLB boxier. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe the range figures suffers from it with 365 yeah, yeah, exactly. kilometers. Maybe there's a reason for that, but overall, uh, 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 a, a fun vehicle to drive, expensive, and something at Mercedes that I can't, I, I can't figure out how to make work is always a navigation system. Uh, <laughs> it's been, it's, it's put us into into a little bit of uh, of trouble, and it'll ask you to to um, to a little bit of a adaptation period, if you may. But mm-hmm. but overall. Not an, not a, a, a superbly uh, uh, um, uh, impressive or out of this world product. Something that a, f- uh, a small family that occasionally accommodates a few more passengers and need a little bit of luxury could could uh, look at if considering in the seventy five thousand dollar bracket. Yeah, that's quite a bit expensive, but I've got you beat because uh, you know the vehicle <laughs> yes. that I drove recently is a. Uh, much more expensive than that. Right. $189,650 as tested. Of course, we're Jeez. talking about the Land Rover Range Rover. The one and only the, Range yeah, Rover. The top, of, <laughs> top of the line uh, at Land Rover. So, you know, obviously this, uh, we tend to forget it, but, you know, the, the Range Rover was the very first luxury SUV on the market right. 50 years ago. Now, to be fair, 50 years ago, it wasn't necessarily a luxury SUV. It's more utilitarian than anything else. Right. But over the years and the generations, it, it has truly morphed into this uh, luxury uh, SUV. Right. So very, very quiet, very comfortable. Um, uh, this one, obviously, uh, it was the first edition model. So that's V8 power. Mm-hmm. And in you know, today's day and age, you know, to, to put out an SUV with a V8 engine, you know, it's kind of like goes against the goes against the trend, definitely. Yeah. So in terms of uh, fuel economy, you know, I, I think I did 15 liters per 100K uh-huh. average. <laughs> and that's not, you know, not... Just driving it. Yeah, just no. driving it regularly. Most of the time, just by myself, you mm-hmm. know, no, no gear, no other, no other people in the car. So... <clears throat> Again, you know, incredibly quiet, uh, beautiful design. You know, it's it's really well. I, I really like the the Land Rover design these days. You know, right. they're, they're very minimalist. Also, with the interior, very minimalist. Uh, it's all screens now, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And, 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 and Range Rovers because they they, they, yeah. they kept buttons for a long time. Yeah, right? they kept buttons for a long time, but now it's like uh, your your your. Um, your instruments is one one screen. Obviously, you've got the infotainment screen, which looks like it's sort of like floating over on the uh, on the console. Right. It, it's actually quite nice in terms of interior design, in terms of uh, uh, fit and finish, quality, things like that. So that's 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 it's a, definitely a, the cool factor is, right. is definitely there when you're when you're driving this this vehicle. The handling, obviously, big and heavy, but you know it's got. Um, uh, anti-roll bars that are uh, hooked up to a 48 volt uh, electric system to compensate so, yeah, for the uh, for the roll. Yeah. So it's definitely not a sporty kind of uh, vehicle, but it, it again it's it's been made to reduce the body roll more for comfort than for performance. So uh, that 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 was pretty uh, pretty nice. Um, 
couple of complaints. Obviously, the fuel fuel efficiency. You know, it's, it's yeah, eight power fifteen what liters is it? for one hundred. <laughs> How do you, you mean know? fuel efficiency? Exactly. <laughs> also, you know, the stop start system was kind of a bit rough. You know, when the engine shuts off at a at a light and when it starts up again. So, in a vehicle of that price, you would think that you know they would you'd have something a little bit smoother than than that. But also, you know, the biggest thing with Land Rover is the reliability. That's what I wanted to Be- talk about. Exactly. Yeah. That because and the sound, the sound of the of the uh, of of the V8. And yeah. It sound, it, it, you know, it's it, more muted. It's definitely not an AMG more, V8. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely not. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's very muted. It's, it's a BMW engine, by yeah. the way. You know, it's a 4.4 twin turbo. Yeah. So anyways, um, the, the but the thing is just that the reliability because if you look at the latest uh, JD Power vehicle dependability survey which is the 2022 uh, survey um, so this measures the reliability of yes. model year 2019 cars mm-hmm. you know cars that have been on the road for three years and that's something JLR uh, is, uh, CEO doesn't want to look at exactly well actually <laughs> he does want to look at he said he said he was going to look at it yeah well, <laughs> well we'll get back to that in a minute okay. but anyways in terms of Vehicle dependability, uh, Land Rover ranks 26th out of 26 brands, <laughs> you know, that are, and they've been at the bottom of this study for years now. Right. You know, they've always been in last place, mm. Land Rover. Now, obviously, it doesn't make any distinction between the models. You know, it's not a separate score for the Evoque or whatever. It's just all the Land Rovers. If we look at the, the reliability, what the owners have been complaining about, and, you know, they rank 26 out of 26. Brands. So Thierry Bolloré, who's mm. the Frenchman who was head of uh, JLR until recently, he said uh, a year or two ago that, you know, he recognized that this was a significant problem mm-hmm. with Land Rover and that he was going to undertake, you know, to fix it. And, you know, they, they appointed a new guy who's going to be responsible for vehicle quality and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to turn the turn the tide around, so to speak, right? you know, to, to, to round that corner and you know, to, to give customers a reliable vehicle, you right. know, when you're paying those, those kind of dollars. But, but recently he left the brand, you know, for quote unquote personal reasons. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? You know, was it too, <laughs> too difficult a job? Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, Jaguar's sales, uh, you know, have, have tanked yes. uh, in, in the last couple of years. So that looks like a, a lost cause, but Land Rover, that's the bread, that's a cash cow of JLR. And, uh, they have to fix their, their reliability uh, issues. So obviously this is a 2022 model. And so we'll only know about its reliability, you know, three years down the line. But right now, let's just say that, you know, the, the reliability scores for Land Rover make it that it's kind of impossible to recommend to right. somebody to buy a Land Rover. Yeah. I mean, you really have to like the styling or the, you know, the, the look or the cachet of the, mm. it's, it's all there. Yeah. It's just, it's very different. It's very yeah. different. Yeah. But it's, you know, chances are it's not going to be reliable. Yeah. And there you go. <laughs> so Gab, this is going to be, uh, the sixth episode is going to be the last episode until Christmas. Uh, the holidays and uh, after the holidays, there's going to be a whole lot going on because it's the yep. consumer electronics show. Yeah, 
the CES. As CES. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Vegas. Yeah. Maybe Vegas. <laughs> so, so we were talking, I remember a few, uh, all, every single episode we talk about shows that are, you know, losing traction yeah. and, uh, yeah. uh, losing popularity. The CES isn't because exactly. the consumer electronics show is used to be only phones and stereos. Now car manufacturers are kind of tagging along because, yeah. because it's, it, they want to take advantage of the popularity. Yeah, exactly. The vehicle technology, uh, is very much, uh, Uh, a key component of uh, CES now. You not only have OEMs, you know, uh, the, the, the car makers themselves displaying things, but also all the suppliers. And obviously we're talking about, you know, companies that are making LiDAR systems right. and things like that for autonomous drive and, 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 and other companies that are involved in connectivity. And so it all merges, so to speak, together at, at CES. And every year, car makers use CES to introduce new models. Now, not all the car makers do that, but you know, I remember just a couple of years ago, Mercedes-Benz launched the CLA at CES. Now, this is not an electric car. It doesn't yep. have, you know, it doesn't have, didn't have that fancy tech, but, and they used CES to, to launch it. Right. The Bolt, Chevrolet Bolt was introduced at CES, not mm -hmm. at the Detroit Auto Show, mm -hmm. which was only a week later. So again, more and more, uh, CES is becoming significant, not only for cars, but also for technology. You know, that's when Audi introduced the virtual cockpit for the first time as was at CES. Right. Uh, and now it's in every car they make, thereabouts. So again, this year, we're going to go down there and we're going to see uh, some cool stuff. We know that uh, Mr. Tavares, the, pre the CEO of uh, Stellantis, is going to be the keynote speaker. Right. Oliver Zipsa, who's the CEO of BMW AG, is also going to be there for some major announcement. Mm -hmm. Volkswagen is doing something. So we're going to see. We're, I'm, I'm going to be there. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to you know, take a look. And uh, it's going to be cool to see, to be back at uh, CES because obviously, you know, the last two years, haven't happened because of the pandemic right so uh they've happened actually online but you know it's not the same so uh, it's going to be cool to to go back to the uh, las vegas convention center and see what the automakers and the automotive suppliers have on hand for us there's always going to be some new cool stuff and we'll be able to report on that when we get back definitely something i want you to look at for us uh yes. is the um apma's project arrow the apma yeah. is the automotive parts manufacturers association of canada uh it's something that's been a couple of years in the making uh the association Uh, it's obviously all kinds of, of companies uh, in in uh, in Quebec, uh, Ontario, and the rest of Canada that uh, make components uh, for for cars, and now more and more for electric cars. And they came up together with a with a plan to build a concept car that would include gonna be like a showcase of everything that we can do up in Canada. Uh, when I when I read and heard and viewed some of the interviews, uh, uh, they said, well, you know, if someone wants to take it to production, very good. Uh, maybe we'll be able to take it to production in Canada. Maybe we can partner up with a brand to do it. But I think it's a showcase project. Arrow is a showcase of, you know, Canada's automotive industry. Uh, what can Canada do? Mm -hmm. You know, how it can contribute in the batteries and the technologies and stuff like that. And I was, I read about it two years ago and I you kind of forgot about it. It got out of the news. Yeah. And then I saw on the APMA's Twitter account that says, oh, we're, we're nearing the, uh, the unveiling of this concept vehicle yeah. and we're going to be at CES to do it. Yeah, that's very much going to be, I think, one of the highlights this year. Uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, Sony 
uh, yes. showed a car, you yep. know, concept car. Yeah. It so it just goes to show that, you know, sometimes you, you expect things from major automa- automakers and then all of a sudden an outlier comes in Sony, you know, entertainment company. Obviously. You know, component. Yeah. So they made a car. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so this one I think is going to be significant because it's an association of, uh, uh, of, of parts manufacturers, component makers, things like that. People who are invested, mm-hmm. you know, active in the, in the automotive sphere and to sort of like put a car together from, you know, from, from all these, I wouldn't say, you know, assembling it like from like a Lego, like yeah, <laughs> you, you, it, but little blocks from here, little blocks from there, but nevertheless, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how cohesive or mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be this, yep. this vehicle. So I think it's going to be definitely uh, one of the highlights. Also, we know that, um, you know, Ram is going to introduce a Ram 1500 electric right, pickup finally. truck. Yeah, yeah. So again, you know, following in step with the, uh, with the Lightning and obviously with what the uh, Silverado, Silverado and, is coming yep. down the line. Yep. So that's going to be interesting. And, you know, whatever BMW is going to show up with and, and Volkswagen as well. So I think we've got a we will have some 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 cool stuff on which to report yeah that's all folks for us uh happy holidays yeah absolutely stay safe out there yeah drive safe and uh, we'll be back on the first uh, week after ces to uh to report on our recent test drives and also on uh, whatever happened in the automotive industry during the holidays take care and so long thank you for listening to the car guide podcast Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review if you'd like. Visit us at carguideweb.com for daily updates and news on everything auto, as well as weekly reviews and drives. You can also follow us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at The Official Car Guide.